First Peter, chapter four, verses seven to eleven. One to reading. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received a gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we bow in humble thankfulness for journey mercies to thy house and for seeing us through yet another week. And Lord, we come seeking cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour. We do pray, Lord, that you would be pleased to be in our midst and send thy Holy Spirit to be our teacher. And Lord, that our eyes of understanding may be open, our hearts may be driven, Lord, to desire to obey you. And Father, we do plead that you would teach us your word tonight, be our teacher so that, Lord, thy church will be strongly established on truth. And Lord, that as people living in this world, we may know how we ought to bear testimony for you. So Father, we pray that each one of us would listen attentively, would think, would have a deep desire, O Lord, to live lives that would really bring glory to you and to be useful for you on earth till our Saviour returns. So awaken our souls. We pray that you feed your children in the house tonight. Pray for the facilitators. Use them, O God, to help the young ones, the teens, the young adults understand your word. Father, we pray and ask for all this in thy house, not for our namesake, but for the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory, dominion and praise. Amen. Let me get my spectacles, I'm sorry. If I can't see you, then I can call you. <laughs> now, look at First Peter chapter 4. The last time we were together, we learned from verses 7 to 8, right? 7 to 8. Just a quick revision to make sure that you remember. Now, when we think of the coming of the Lord, there are two things that the Lord wants us to do. Remember, we are, our theme this year is to look forward and be prepared for the coming of Christ. Now, what are the two things that we've learned that God wants us to do while waiting for his return? Um, Yen Wei. Yes, look at the Bible. Vincent. All right. We see in verse 7, be sober and watch unto prayer. All right. It's very straightforward. 
God wants us to be ready for His return. Sober means be alert, be sound-minded, all right? Don't be drunk with the pleasures of the world, but our minds be thinking about, well, serious things, spiritual things, and not only that, to watch. When we watch for the Lord's return, it is watching onto prayer, all right? To be in much prayer. And the next one in verse 8, very quickly. Now, to be, above all, to be fervent in charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. What does charity shall cover a multitude of sins mean? Uh, Weichen, what does charity covers a multitude, charity shall cover a multitude of sins mean? Because this is, but it's above all things, you know. Not to, not to judge them of their sins, but help them to repent. Okay? But why cover? Why cover? When you help them to repent, well, when they repent, then their sins are covered, right? But what else? Uh, last one. Um, Sujin. Eh, no, Sujin is not here, sorry. Thomas. What does it mean? Said already. <laughs> okay, good try. Um, Sing Yun. Can't remember. You see, we need to do revision, right? Okay, last one. <laughs> I hope someone remember. All right, Brenda. Say again. When brethren sins against us, well, we be ready to overlook it, all right? Be ready to overlook it. And also, now, none of us are perfect. All of us have sins. So don't be someone that keep focusing on people's sin and, and then instead of um, being helpful to them, we go around and gossip and expose their sins to others, right? So love covers a multitude of sin. The Christian who have genuine love for others, well, will forgive sins against us, will not be so keen to expose the sins of others. It does not mean, as someone said, it does not mean that, well, cover sin means just ignore the sin, don't do anything about it. In fact, um, let the person continue in sin. That is not what it means, all right? So I hope that just a quick reminder. Now, do try to learn and pay attention because, now let me ask you, what are we studying about, Benedict? What is this whole focus that Peter is writing to them about? Overall, what is the theme that we've been studying? Say again. Waiting for Christ's return. Ah, no, I mean in First Peter. In First Peter, uh, Eugene. What is the focus that Peter is? Oh, Peter is talking to us as what on earth? Strangers and pilgrims. All right, as strangers and pilgrims. All these things written thus far. 
is about our strangers and pilgrims' life on earth. And the aim of the strangers and pilgrims' life on earth is what? How, uh, um, Alex. What is the aim of strangers and pilgrims' life on earth? Why must he tell us all the things, what to do as strangers and pilgrims? Why does he tell us all these things? We know how to obey and how to respond. Well, well, it looks like um, we've stopped from First Peter for too long because of church series and Howard. Say again. Very good. Chapter 2, verse 12. Let's turn to chapter 2, verse 12. Chapter 2, verse 12. Well, actually, let's read for context. Verse 11. So keep coming back to this main theme in our minds. Let's read 11 and 12 together. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among Gentiles, the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, then he launches off with this whole string of how we should live as strangers and pilgrims. So look up here. Now, if we understand this, then we have to realize everything that I learned here is to help me as a stranger and pilgrim on earth to live a life that will glorify God. That will glorify God. And if I do not remember these things, then how can I glorify God on earth? Because these things are written specifically to help you as a Christian on earth to do these things so that when the Gentiles look at you, God says, when the Gentiles look at you, they may by your good works, which they shall behold. Means they must see it. Now, if you don't remember all this, what it means, then what are they going to see? We will continue in our old ways. We will continue in ways that will shame God. We will begin to behave like them in perilous times. So Peter is saying, I need you to know these things so that they will behold your good works. They will see it. All right? So you must make effort to remember these things because how I behave according to what I learn, they shall see and they shall glorify God in the day of visitation. All right? So that is why you must make an effort to remember and pay attention, all right? Now, let us then look at verses 9 and 10 today, all right? God willing. Now, he says now, verse 9, use, use hospitality one to another without grudging. Now, look at this one to another and look at verse 8. Above all, have fervent charity among yourselves. Now, Peter moves, has, has moved from chapter 2, which is about how you live in the sight of unbelievers, government, bosses, unbelieving spouse, and so on, right? Then he talked a bit about, well, how you should treat one another. But now he comes back to this key focus, right? Even in, verse, in chapter 3, look at verse 18, um, verse 18 to 20, it is about, well, in, in the sight of unbelievers, like how Noah lived in his times, in the sight of unbelievers. But now, he moves to one another, right? Look at chapter 4, verse 8. 
among yourselves. Verse 9, one to another. Verse 10, one to another. Now he is, talk, he is now telling us, this is how we should live as Christians one to another. Because based on chapter 2, verse 12, he said they, that they may by your good works which they shall behold glorify God. So they are also going to see how you and I treat each other. And God says they must, they shall see, they must see these things between believers. They must see them. All right, so now he comes to, they must see how you live in front of unbelievers, in front of them. Now they must see how you live with believers. So Christian, you must remember these things. Because if we don't remember, then how are we going to practice them? All right, so that is why we keep doing revision. That is why I ask you questions. Because you must think. Now, even if I ask you a question, you still forget the next time, right? If I don't, it'll be worse, all right? Now, so now we begin at the next part. First was about charity covereth multitude of sin. We learned that. Now, use, use hospitality one to another. Now, what is hospitality? Question one. What is hospitality? Maybe I ask, what is hospitality? All right, try. Just one person. Um, uh, Phyllis, what is hospitality? All right. To show kindness, um, to make people feel welcome and warm. All right, that's exactly what it is, all right? That is exactly the definition, all right? To make people feel welcome because of your warmth towards them, all right? So when you say you're a hospitable person, that is what you are, a warm person, and people say you're hospitable. When they're around you, they feel welcome. They cut, or you invite them to your house, they feel welcome. They, they, are, they are in church, they feel welcomed by you. Right? So whenever you're near, they feel a sense of being um, welcome. All right? So that's exactly what it is. Now, but this word has to do with, um, maybe we, we start here. All right? So number one, what it is, it is someone who is, um, who is fond, who is fond of guests, fond of people. Now, you can't be hospitable if you're not fond of people. Well, of course, in the hospitality industry, you can pretend, right? You can pretend you don't like people, right? But, well, because of a job, you just be nice to people. But this is something that is genuine. There is a genuine fondness. So when God says, use hospitality one to another, he is not talking about just an outward show because you're paid to do that because you're a service provider. No, he's talking about, now be someone who is genuinely interested in making others feel welcome, feel warm, all right? Feel helped by you, all right? So this is, this is what it is. Now, it, now it means this then. The Christian who says, I am a loner, all right? I'm not someone who um, likes to interact with people and, well, the kind is warm and fuzzy and make people feel welcome when I'm around them. I, I'm not such a person. 
must now come to realize, and I want to emphasize this, because we live in a very busy world. We live in a world that we, many of us are under a lot of time um, pressure. It is very easy for us to become disinterested in others. But here we have God telling us that a hospitable Christian is what unbelievers must see. Must see. So if you say, well, I'm a Christian, but, well, I'm born um, a loner, then you must say, I must change now. I cannot be like that. God say, I am a stranger and pilgrim on earth. And I'm not to be strange to others. I'm supposed to be warm to others. And people must see that I am different from others. All right? So this is, in other words, an expected characteristic of a believer as a stranger and pilgrim on earth. You cannot say, I'm a stranger and pilgrim. I'm just passing through. Well, I don't really need to build any kind of this kind of warmth with others. I'm anyway going to heaven. I'm not interested in people. There is no such thing in Christianity. In fact, God would say, use hospitality. Now, meaning to say, this word means take it up. Take it up. The word means take it up. Literally means, well, hospitality is something you know you must have. You are not a hospitable person. God says, can you please walk over there and take it up? Pick it up and make yourself that. That is what it is. This hospitality, this hospitable garment. Go pick it up and wear it and be that person. Genuinely. So you say, I'm, I'm not fond of people. Right? It's just not me. Now you say, God says, use. Hospitality means I must be fond Fond. I must like, like people. Means when I see people, I like to go and make them feel welcome. Yes, there are some people that are more like that than others. But God does not differentiate. God says as Christian, be that. If you're not like that, change. And if you feel you cannot change, look at verse 8. If you feel like you cannot have charity, you're very very judgmental, you're a very um, gossipy person, then likewise, the advice is verse, verse 7, be sober and watch on to prayer. That is the solution. So he begins with, the end of all things at hand, be sober. Now, can you think seriously? You're supposed to be hospitable people. You're a stranger and pilgrim. You must appear different. And this is one area that you must be very different from the world. Well, you can't. Then God says, well, watch on to prayer. Watch unto prayer. Ask him for help. God, I am not a person that will cover a uh, I'm, that is charitable, that is fervent in charity. God, please help me. God, I'm not a person who is like that. God, please help me. Because I'm a stranger and pilgrim, God, and they must see that I'm like that. Please help me to change. And if you are already like that, ask God to help you to be better. All right? To be better. So, now, so that's one. That's one. Fond of people, fond of making people feel comfortable, feel welcome. All right? Whenever you see someone uncomfortable standing in a corner, you, you, you're, you tell yourself, hey, that person is not comfortable. That person looks, feels very, seems like, very, feel very out of place. I must go and make this person, I must do something. That is what it is. It's just like a parent who sees a child feeling uncomfortable first day in school. You want to comfort your child. You want to make your child feel, well, um, um, warm and, and want to stay on, all right? So God says that is the meaning. Well, that's one part of hospitality. 
a genuineness, right? Now, then about this fondness for, for people. Now, it's sincere and genuine. We said that. Now, notice in verse 9, God says, use hospitality one to another. One to another. Sometimes, some of us may use hospitality to, to people who are new, people who are not very familiar to us. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right? But sometimes the test is this. Because when people don't really know us, we want to create a good impression. We want them to feel that it's a, of all the people in church, I'm the one who is so kind, friendly, hospitable, helpful to you. And, may, and I'm the one who made you feel very warm and welcome. Remember when you first came? Right? Very often people come and say, you know, I never forget my first visit to BPCWA, so and so was so warm to me, I felt so welcome, and that is the reason why I stay. All right? So, now, that is good. That is good. But sometimes the test is this. Verse 9 says, one to another. One to another. It is at times easy to, well, if we're not sincere, not genuine, how to test ourselves. I would like new people to like me. But those who are around for some time, I'm not interested in them. I don't show hospitality. I don't really care about them. I don't really talk to them. I don't care about their lives. I know they have needs. I, I'm not interested to help them. Then we must examine ourselves. Is this a genuine hospitality? Or is this, well, I'm being hospitable because I like to have a reputation that I am nice. All right? Sometimes we can have that tendency. So examine our hearts. Really the test is, if you're nice to these people, newcomers, new visitors, you must be even naturally more concerned, more hospitable to those that you are close to, right? Now then there is the other extreme as well. The other extreme. So the second thing that we must learn is this. Now this word has the word stranger in them, all right? It's a combination of words that is being um, kind to strangers. So the, the word is actually hospitality. Hospitable means actually be, be um, kind to strangers. Now what should we learn from that? Now the other extreme of hospitality that we can be wrong in is this. We are very nice to people that we like, that are close to us, then we are nice to them, right? So in church, are you as interested to, with, with, um, with people who are not your family, right? And our church will grow in time, as in your children will grow up here. Relatives, your relatives to one another, there may be some marriages between us, and more and more, there will be more family, so there will be extended family in church. Would you be hospitable or as hospitable to those that are not your relatives or family in church. So when God says, use hospitality one to another, it also means that it's not just to, well, my cousin, my relative, my parents, my children, my distant relative, but it's one to one another. Right? So Christian, you say, ah, actually I have improved. 
but actually my improvement circle is only people that I'm close to or I like, I can get along with, maybe in the same working industry as me, maybe in the same kind of difficulty as me. Those people I'm hospitable to. So God says it's to one another. So it must not be just strangers. It must not be just people who are close as well, but to all, to all. All right, so the second thing that we must remember is this. It's a genuine kindness both to new people as well as to people, existing people, as well as to people, and the emphasis is strange to me. It means they are really not people I'm very close to. Not people that I naturally gravitate to. Now, that will be the test of, hospi of hospitality. Now, that is why God says, now, what, what praise is there to you if you, are, if you are nice to people that the world naturally is nice to? The world are nice to their own relatives. It's natural, right? The world is naturally nice to their own friends, their own um, um, close um, colleagues. See, what's the difference that they shall see? Is that they shall see that Christians are not like that. They are the same with everybody. All right? They have a genuine concern and care, and they jump to help one another. It's not just certain cliques of people. Now, cliques and groups, um, um, herds of people, is a very common mentality in the world. But God says, not in the church, one to another. All right? So, that is the second thing that you must remember. Next week, I'm good. No, yeah, next week. Next week, I'll do quick revision. So, one is, is a genuine fondness for people, not a loner. Two is, it is both to strangers as well as to everyone, all right? Not just people that I like. Now, the third one is this. Now, it has the connotation of being generous, generous, right? Soon, you're not just generous to people that you're relatives, but this generosity is to all, right? So, how do you make someone feel welcome, warm, Generosity is one of the characteristic. Generous to guests, generous to others, all right? So this generous means generous in help, generous in physical things, generous in um, em emotional help, generous. In other words, it is not stingy and miserly. Because people can say, well, I invite you to my house. Right, but so, all right, so I'll learn, I'll be, I'll be hospitable. Well, is, well, one example is I, I invite people to my house. But when you invite them, you are stingy and miserly. All right? You keep your best drinks, not alcoholic drinks, all right? You, your best juice that you like. All right? The juice that I like, I hide it. All right? This one I don't like, I give it to them. Or you, when you cook for people that you invite, it's, well... I have to do it because I must be hospitable, right? I must invite people. Then you cook the minimum, the easiest dish, no trouble. But anything that is for your own family, wow, you go through a lot of elaborate things. Now, this is not hospitable. So when God says be hospitable, say, yeah, I've been inviting people. Yeah, I've been helping people. But you are doing the minimum in comparison to what you will do for yourself or your loved ones. That is the meaning of the word hospitable. It, is, it means generous to all. Generous to all. It's not Christ like that. This is Christ himself. Christ is generous to those that hate him. 
Christ is generous to those who profess love for him. And Christ gave of his very best so that we feel we will be welcomed into heaven, that we'll be welcomed into the Father's presence. All right? Christ gave of his all so that we can have this. So this generosity must be compared to self. It's not just, well, to myself, I'm very generous. I will buy things. I will, I will spend without thinking. Do for my child without thinking. But to others, we calculate every single cent and how to save money while being hospitable. All right? So-called hospitable. Okay, so now, um, these are the three areas. This is what it means. All right? This is what it means. So please remember the three. This, this is what the word means, okay? Sincere, test is to everybody, um, generous, not a loner, right? That's a fondness with peop of people. Now I just, before I move to question number two, I really want to emphasize this. Or is to answer this, the third part. Am I such a person? You have to write down the answer on your own paper yourself. Am I such a person? No, Lord, actually, if I'm honest, I'm a loner. I'm not very interested. In, I'm not fond of people. I don't hate them, but I'm not fond of them, of engaging people, of finding out about them, about finding ways and thinking how to make them feel welcome in church, in my home, in, in life, in general. I am not very interested in these things. I keep minimal engagement. I keep a minimal um, relationship with them, enough to be called a Christian brother, but I won't go to hospitality. All those, yeah, I, I will, but, and I'm very generous in many areas, but some areas, please, don't touch my money. If it costs me money, I, I won't do it. Am I such a person? If we search our hearts, if we are, if we are, let us say, Lord, they must see the change in me. My colleague must see the change in me. All right? Now, but I have one qualification. Just like when we qualify, charity shall cover the multitude of sin, it does not mean that you allow your brother to go on in sin, encourage them in sin, and don't do anything, and just cover it up, all right? Don't talk about it, let it continue, that's qualification. Now, this um, hospitality, one to another, that is the qualification which we've learned all the time. Now, if you don't be generous to someone, maybe I ask, what's the qualification? When should we not be generous to someone? Um, Jason. Very good. When you know the person takes advantage, all right? Maybe ask you, how do they take advantage? <laughs> Cunning, how, how, for example? What situation? They twist the truth, like how? Okay, you don't do say, right? You're just speaking generally. They impart falsehood. Well, if someone, for example, all right, the someone has the ability to maybe make money, all right, can work, but want to say, well, Christians must be hospitable, then I, I make all sorts of excuses and twist all sorts of truth and keep saying, you know, I, I need money. 
can't you be hospital to me? Can't you hospitable to me? Can't you help me? We are not talking about that, all right? So you can't read scriptures and take one part and say, and ignore the rest. God does tell us. They don't work, they don't eat, all right? God did not say, be generous to this one. They can work, they're supposed to take care of themselves. Right? So there is caveat, there, there is this qualification. But maybe we use it to use question number two to answer that. All right? How should I feel when I am treated? Oh, sorry. No, I am not treated. Right? Please add the not. How should I feel when I'm not treated hospitably? How should I respond if I have been hospitable for so long, but it's not reciprocated? So two parts to the question. How should you feel if I am not being treated hospitably? Okay, now you apply what you learn. You're a stranger and pilgrim on earth, okay? Now you're not treated hospitably by another Christian or by Christians, okay? You're getting upset. You're a stranger and pilgrim on earth and the world must see how you believe, behave and therefore glorify God. Now you understand why you must be able to apply it? We will ask um, um, Laura. Laura, now... You're not treated hospitably by other Christians, all right? Then as a Christian, as a stranger and pilgrim, how should you think, how should you behave? Peter just gave us some examples. Say again, sorry, the last part. Yes, it means they, 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 they don't see the good works in them, but how will they see the good works in you when you're not treated hospitably? You don't retaliate or you don't demand, right? You don't demand. Um, where do you find it in First Peter? Because... All right, they may by your good works, but what is your good works? All right, now let's turn back to First Peter chapter four. Well, let's try and apply what we learn. Chapter four, verse eight. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Right, right. So we said just now, charity will cover a multitude of sins. Whereas another brethren is not charitable to me, but I'm not going to keep focusing on that. I'm not keep going to. I'm not keep. I'm not going to keep harping on that. I'm going to overlook it. All right, I've been slighted. I'm, I was invited to the house, and then they treat me like I don't exist, and then they ignore me. I'm slighted. I don't go make a big deal of, out of it. All right? Or if I am even working in, in the world and people are not hospital to me, hospitable to me, now, God says, well, overlook. Charity covers a multitude of sin. Yes, this is a personal sin. They are not hospitable to you. I overlook it. All right? I overlook it. So you see how we must apply God's word. Remember all these things. Don't make a fuss. There are people who go to church and then they quote verses like that. Use hospitality one to another. This church is not like that. So and so is not like that. So many people are not like that. 
Well, if people begin to see that, no, Christians, they understand that no one is perfect. They understand that sometimes people may overlook them. They don't make a fuss out of it. They are different. They don't demand these things. They don't demand them. Right? So, yes, good word to use. Now, we can't use this verse to demand that others be hospitable towards us. Right? Don't also twist this word. So, these are the qualifications. Right? Overlook it. So, that's the first thing. Now, what is a good example and um, proof of that you overlook? You be hospitable to the person. Right? How do you prove it to the world that you go to work or among your relatives, they don't treat you hospitably, but you continue to be hospitable to them. That is how you show it, that you're different. It's not easy. Now then the next one, how should I respond if I've been hospitable for so long? But it's not reciprocated, all right? You keep cooking for this person or this family, you keep buying things for them, you, when, they, when they need help, you help them. They are year after year after year, nothing this person never reciprocates how should you respond how would you respond um john Xiaoming, how would you respond ah, forget it huh? no point huh? keep continuing to do it why So they can see the good works, right? That you do all these things. It's purely your good works. It's genuine. You don't expect anything in return, just like you don't demand someone be hospitable to you. You don't expect that when you're hospitable to someone, that the person must do something in return for you. Right? If you do anything, hoping that the other person will be hospitable in return, then that is not hospitality anymore because by definition, we said earlier on, it's your genuine fondness. You just simply like to make people feel welcome, warm, and helped. That is you. All right? So you can keep doing, doing, doing. Every time you just see them, say, I'm so happy that I could have helped in this situation. Wow, they needed that. And I managed to help again. You just, you just thrive on being hospitable. You just enjoy seeing people feeling helped. All right? Right, it goes back to charity should cover a multitude of sin. They should be hospitable, but they are not. But that is not why I'm hospitable to them. All right? So don't allow this verse to also make you feel discouraged and say, well, I keep doing it. They don't return the favor. The true test is you still continue to do it. Okay, now. So genuine hospitality does not do, you do not do it to gain favor. You do not do it to make people feel that they owe you something. All right? So that's the other thing I want us to remember. How should I respond if they have, they have not reciprocated? I never did it so that you feel that you owe me something in return. That when the time comes, I need your hospitality, then I demand it. You owe to me. In fact, God says, when you do something for someone that you know cannot repay you, cannot reciprocate. That will be the genuine test of love, right? You did not invite the person to your house because the person can invite you in return. 
You do not feed the person because the person can feed you in return and give you nicer food in return. You simply do it because you are a hospitable person. All right? So before we move on to verse, uh, question number three, the key thing is this. It's a very genuine delight and joy, cheerfulness, when you see people feel welcome, warm, and helped. All right? It's just that. That is what is in you. There are some people who are like that. I agree. There's many, of, many of us are not like that. Then we have to say, I must change. Now, even the young, very young ones in our midst, all right, like Julius and all. Julius, you know, is hospitable. Hospitable means you, you like to help people and make them feel happy, all right? All right, Julius, that's what it means. Yifei, you understand? You like them to feel happy. So when you play with each other in church, all right, will you share your toys? You will because when I share my toys, they, they feel very happy, all right? That is how you, that means I'm a hospitable little child, okay? It's just you. You won't say, they don't lend me their, their toys, so I won't lend them my toys. But you just, as long as they feel happy, you feel happy, okay? Now, that is hospitality. Now, question number three. But here, God says, use hospitality one to another. No, but it's without grudging. Without grudging. The question is, what is without grudging? Now, without grudging means without murmuring. All right, the word is actually murmuring. Without murmuring. Now, when you murmur, means you are unwilling. So, without grudging means you do it willingly. Willingly, as we've said. You don't complain. You do not complain. But you do it cheerfully. So, God makes it even clearer. Let me explain this to you. The word hospitality by itself is, is a genuine fondness for people and helping people, all right? That word itself means that. But God would make sure we understand that by adding the words without grudging to, to bring it out even more clearly to us. Because many of us, we may exercise hospitality, but the problem is this. We complain of the hardships. We complain about the trouble. We complain about the inconvenience. So the word hospitality itself means you don't do it with that attitude. And God makes it clearer by saying, you don't complain. Don't grudge. Don't grudge. Yeah, they're coming to our house, you know. They're so troublesome. But you may make a big spread of food for them. God says, even at the end, you, you, you were generous to them. You say, we were generous, what? But God says, did you complain in your heart? Or did you murmur to your spouse? Or did you complain to your children? All right? Yeah, they're coming. Now, maybe I, I ask the other question first. Now, what are some reasons why we may be grudging in our hospitality? Why are some reasons that we may be grudging in our hospitality? Uh, maybe Rowena. Alright, so one, we still have to do it, but I know this person won't appreciate it. 
But we just learned that it does not matter. All right? Hospitality means it does not matter. So very good. All right? If you're honest, you say, sometimes you're not hospitable because we choose people who will appreciate our hospitality. Very good reason. So one, and then examine ourselves. What is another reason? Um, who should I ask? Uh, Grace. Uh, Grace Lou, yes. Yes, you, the adult Grace. What are the reasons why we may be grudging while we are hospitable? Being forced to do it? Very good. It's troublesome. And I'm forced to do it. My husband said they are coming. All right, I invited them. We want them to feel welcome in our church. So I've invited them for dinner. Then Grace is very astute, right? For housewives, this, when it's hospitality in your home, it takes a lot of toll on the housewife, isn't it? You already have your children to look after the duties of the home, so many things to do. And then there's invitation of people to your house. Means they have to cook more, right? They have to prepare more. And there are some things that they're already very busy, they have to put aside. And then they have to wake up earlier in the morning the next day to do it. So all of a sudden, trouble, right? Hospitality, one of the reasons why we do it grudgingly and we murmur is trouble, trouble. But God says, do it without grudging. So you know that you're like that. They say, all right, I must stop murmuring. I must stop complaining in my heart, in my mind. Stop it, all right? I must take joy in doing it. Very good. So troublesome, not appreciated. Very good. What are the reasons? Um, uh, Young. Try too hard to show off. What do you mean? Okay, then you end up also grumbling, is it? Okay, I understand. All right, so another example is, well, hospitable, hospitable but actually my hospitality is to show off. Means, for example, I, I know someone can cook curry very well, all right? I can't really cook curry very well, but I want, I'm hospitable and I want to show off. My hospitality intention is to show off that I can cook curry as well. Then as a result, you have to work so much harder for that. Then when you're doing that, you're complaining. Now, hospitality, yes, be generous. It doesn't mean that you have to do something that is so beyond you that you end up grumbling because at the end, it's actually to show off. So hospitality, yes, so that's one example. Do what you can. Be generous, but it doesn't mean do it for show off. And as a result, you take on so much trouble, you begin to complain. Okay, last one. Um, Maybe ask the singles, uh, Mabel. Because I've been asking families. Too tired, too tired, all right? I'm a single, all right? I go to work, I come back, no one to cook for me, no one to wash, no one to iron, I do everything. I'm actually very tired. Same for, so don't think that singles have it easy, right? Families will say, ah, they're so free. They also have their commitments. Tiredness. Tiredness is another one, all right? Tiredness. Now, God says do it without grudging. 
If you learn to be joyful, if you really love, right? You just if you really love to make people feel welcome, feel helped sincerely, without showing off, without tr- trying to make other people know, you still do it. You're joyful, all right? So yes. Now I give you some other examples that I wrote. Well, it costs you money, <laughs> costs you financially expenses to be hospitable. Then we begin to grumble, right? Now, I've known of Christians who, who stinge on themselves. But when they help others, they're very generous. And they don't do it to show off. They don't do it to, to do anything. Because some of, some of these cases, I find out, is, is very quiet. Right? No one knows about it. Now, this is genuine. Right? It costs them. Um, and sometimes it means to be hospitable, I stinge on myself to help another person. That's hospitality, all right? Now, you have time, trouble, that costs you your energy, tiredness, inconvenience. Inconvenience. It creates more work. Yeah, you can say trouble, but yes, inconvenience you and your family. Well, this time is the time that you do this and then you go to do the next thing, but suddenly everything gets disrupted for the week. Whether it's if someone comes to your home or whether someone asks you for help or whether someone suddenly falls sick and you say, well, you know, to cook for the person or to do something for the person, it means it's going to inconvenience my family. Hospitable means God says, well, if that time comes and you can do it and you want to do it, don't, don't do it grudgingly. Don't complain. Now, The next one is it? some reasons is we say, ah, yeah, my bad luck. What do you mean by that? My bad luck. The person approached me or pastor approached me to help this person, be hospitable to be. Or, you know, I, uh, why must I ask? Now that I found out the person needs something, someone needs to be hospitable. You know, now it's me, right? So sometimes we feel that I, yeah. Uh, why did I ask? It's my bad luck that I found out or someone asked me. And now I have to do it. All right, so these are some things. Some things. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a deacon. I have to show hospitality. All right, so all this is easy for us to grumble. So every time we are hospitable, God says, please don't grumble. Please don't complain. Please don't murmur. Please don't think of all these things. Push it aside and be hospitable. Okay? Now, I did not say it is easy, right? I did not say that it's easy. Why do you think God says do it without murmuring? Because God knows it's not easy, but God's remind us. Now, question number four, all right? Quickly, question number four. Now, how was it probably like for the persecuted Christians in exercising hospitality? What lessons must I learn? Because here, we remember that Peter is writing to the heavily, severely persecuted Christians to tell them to take up hospitality to one another. How do you think it was like, Ben, for them? Probably. Yes, Benjamin. They were suffering very, very badly themselves. Yet they were called to be hospitable to one another. Well, what kind of suffering, for example, you can think of that would affect their 
one thing to be not hospitable or to be hospitable but do it grudgingly. Yes. I know, more specific, right? What, what kind of persecution, what kind of consequences of the persecution that would make them not want to be hospitable or be grudging in the hospitality? Very good. They actually might have very little themselves. Remember, many of these Christians in history, when you read them, their property, when they became Christians, their properties were confiscated from them. Their livelihood, many of them, was, their livelihood was stopped. Those that were slaves, when they became Christian, the master would treat them even worse. They may get even less food. That's why God says, still submit to the bad masters, right? That is what we learned earlier on. So, yes, they would have, they may have very little. My, my little um, amount of food that I had today was confiscated from me. And I only managed to salvage this. And then here is this other Christian who was thrown out of her home. And then this teenager walks into my house. What am I going to be? Hospitable? Please go away. You know? Or am I going to... I Immediately in my heart, I feel hospitable. I want to help. Look at this poor girl. Or look at this poor boy. Alone. You cannot not help. That is hospitable. You just want, to, want the child to feel warm. I said, well, then I'll eat less myself. I suffer a bit more hunger. And I, I don't complain. I'm so happy when I see the little the child eating. After a few days of not eating, my heart warms up. My stomach already feels full. Because, now that is the hospitality God is talking about, that Christians must show, must have. If you say, I am not like that. Question back to question one. Am I like that? I'm not like that. If it troubles me, if it takes up some of my resources, my money for my own self, and I have to do it, I'll complain. Or better still, I just pretend I don't know, I won't do it. Right? So, yes, so they may have less things themselves. Anyone else? Anything else um, um, that you can think of? Uh, yes. They must be what? All right. They may be. They might be exposed if they help Christians. Some of the Christians. Now remember, they have to use secret signs. All right. Like the fish sign, they use secret signs to tell each other they were Christians or to meet. And if they see that, oh, you are helping a Christian, what would it be like? Ah, this is trouble. This is trouble. Remember, one of the things about hospitality grudgingly means trouble. Troublesome or trouble to me. I will avoid it. Right? All right so, now, now the question is this. So those are examples. Now the question is this. What must I learn from this? Once you understand the context, this is what is happening to them, but yet they were told to be hospitable without grudging. So what must I learn then? Um, Claude, everyone really go far, far behind as possible. Claude. Uh, 
Yes, we learn, do it happily, but you think in context of them. And then you today. Every time you don't want to be hospitable or you are hospitable but grudgingly, all right? Then you think of them. What are the lessons you must learn? Just do it. Just, now, if, if they were going through all this and they did not grudge, they did not say, I'm hungry, or I don't have enough, or this might get me in trouble, then you give, but you keep pulling it back. They, no, not grudgingly, they were hospitable, all right? If they would do that, now let me ask you, um, do you have anything confiscated from you? In recent years? Confiscated, taken from you because you became a Christian, a uh, cloth? No, right? Everything that you have, you have still. But for them, they don't have. They got take, these things were taken away. But yet God tells them to be, to be hospitable. Now, how much more us? Our life, now I'm not saying that all of us have abundance and all of us can be so generous and all that. I'm not saying that, all right? I know it's difficult for some of us. But it cannot be compared to them at that time. However difficult it is for you, to be hospitable or to be hospitable without grudging, think of them and then say, Lord, how can I think like that? My life is nothing compared to them in terms of difficulties to be hospitable. I should not behave like that. All right? So I hope that helps you to think. Now, question number five. Now, how should we think so that we use hospitality without grudging. Now, let me explain to you what I'm trying to say. Now, look at verse 10, 9 and 10, all right? Just, just look at 9 and 10. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, as every man hath received the gifts, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, look at these two verses together. Now, let me ask you, when, when you feel that you don't want to be hospitable, you want to avoid it, or you are hospitable but you are grudging. You're complaining, murmur, and you're not willing. Okay? How must you understand this whole concept of hospitality in the perspective of God? How must you understand this, perspective, this concept of you must be hospitable based on what God says? Why you must be hospitable. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, Adrian, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, then you answer. <laughs> Very good. Look at verse 9. Oh, sorry, verse 10. God explains why we must be hospitable and we cannot be grudging. Because he said, as, as, as means according to, as every man has received the gift, even so minister, the same one to another as stewards of the manifold grace of God. Because we have received the manifold grace of God, we must be hospitable. Now, let me try and draw this to help you with this concept, all right? Now, understand what God is saying. First, he says this. First, he say, mm. all right, first he say, Christian, all right, be hospitable, hospitable 
without grudging. Okay, without grudging. Be this. And he explains why. Now, hospitable means, all right, so Christian, different Christians, all right? Be hospitable to other people, all right? To other people, and I draw other people, many other people below. Please don't get upset at me. Please don't say, why are there no women, all right? I'm just those stick people, all right? Don't say I must draw hair and all that, okay? If you want, I draw. All right? So, just humans or Christians. So, so he said, Christians be hospitable to people. Now, God says that because he explained in verse 9, as Amen have received, has received, means God says, God, he said, the reason why you can be hospitable, you have things to be hospitable, you have things, is because I gave. I gave. Now, look at the word, the gift. Look at verse 10. As Amen has received the gift. What is the gift? The gift. Now, the gift is explained further in the later part of verse 10. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What is this, the gift? The gift is explained as the manifold grace of God. All right? So, what is the gift? Let us use red color. Manifold grace of God. This is, every man has this gift. Then what God is saying is this now. I hope you look up here. God says, the, the help, all right? Use this, all right? The help that this person needs, the help that this person needs, the help that they need, I know. And how I intend to meet the needs of my child and help them feel warm, hospitable, welcome and all that, how do I intend to, to meet the hospitality that they require is by giving this manifold grace to you. All right, the square box is you. To you. I'm not going to rain money down from heaven. I'm not going to make what they, the clothes that they need on trees. They're not going to hang down from trees. Money is not going to fall down like rain from heaven. It is not going to be like that. But I am going to rain it down on you. Manifold grace, I'm going to rain it down on you. This is called the gift. The gift of hospitality, in other words. No one can say, I cannot. Because he said, I give you manifold. So, specifically for you, let's put a name, all right? So, Thomas, all right? Specifically for Thomas. Thomas. Now, someone in church, maybe, uh, all right, uh, Susan, uh, uh, Howard, you know, Susan, maybe get, get, get students, all right? Wei Chen, no family, whatever, all right? I know the hospitality they need, and I specifically gave it to you, Thomas. And you are supposed to take up this hospitality and flow it down to them because I don't rain it down from heaven like rain to them. Understand? So understand this. When God says be hospitable, use, take up this hospitality, this gift, take it up. The reason why is as every man have received, Thomas have received, Howard has received, I has received, you have received. 
And it is, look at verse 10, even so, minister, even so. You cannot grudge. You cannot hold it back because what you have, the money you have, the time you have, the energy you have, the convenience you have, everything that you have is under the manifold of grace that God intended to be used for, to help one of his child, two of his child, three of his child. And so minister, please minister it. The word minister him here is where we get the word deacon, diakoneo, means serve, serve. So please use it to serve my children who needs this hospitality. So minister the same one to another. The one to another again, all right? So God is now talking more about Christians. Yes, the word talks about strangers, but God is now very specific about Christians to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now it's like that. Maybe I use an analogy, all right? We use, we continue use Thomas, all right? Thomas, you tell Julius, Julius, you know, I know that uh, Yifei and uh, Grace, little young Grace here, they need something, all right? Grace need a pen, uh, Yifei needs paper, all right? So, I bought paper and pen because they need it, and, and I put it in your hands. These are my manifold, Grace to Grace and Yifei, all right? Then you give to Julius. Now, Julius can become, so Julius, you must learn. Julius must say, I, am, I have this because I'm supposed to be hospitable, all right? I cannot be grudging. Grace, paper for you, but I don't give you, all right? Pen here, you fade, but I don't let go. Julius, you keep telling Julius, look at verse 10, huh? as Julius, you have received the gift, this whole packaging that are packaged together. Even so, go and serve, go and use it to the ones that I put in your heart, that I bring along your way. Don't say, I'm so unlucky, I met this situation. Why must it be me to go through all this trouble? I wish another family went through it instead of us, but unluckily, we got involved. You see, you're not supposed to feel like that because I have packaged this, put it in your hand, and you go and give it to them. All right? So that is why every time, look at question number five. How should we think every time I use hospitality grudgingly? You remember this gift, this package, means for you, for your family, maybe it's we have more money than others, that we can help others. We have more, maybe another one, I have more um, ability to, I have more time than others. Another one, I have better health than others. And whatever it is, all right? God said, this is a package, the gift. And inside, there are manifold. In your situation, it's a combination of money, in the combination of health. In another person, that manifold is a combination of not much money, but have time. All right? Another one, whatever it is, God say every single, every family, every little child, I have packaged manifold graces. No one can say, I don't have. Because hospitality can be done by anyone. All right, so every time you grudge, you say, no, I must understand the concept of how God works between Christians. I want to say that again. I must understand the concept 
of how God works with Christians. God is not going to rain down money. God is not going to rain down help on this person from heaven. It is packaged through me. That is how God works. And when I understand that I cannot be grudging, I cannot complain. Now, when you begin to think like that, what will happen? You will see that it is your privilege. He uses the word. Look at verse 10. God says, even As every man have received the gift, even so minister. Even so minister. What is this saying? You actually could not have the privilege. You could not have the ability. You will not have the resources. Actually, you do not have the manifold graces. But you know what? Because you have the joy, you are a person who loves to help people. You're a person who loves to make people feel warm, welcome, helped. Because of that, now I package this, and you now can actually have things to go and do what actually makes you feel very joyful about. You know how if you are a true hospitable person, and you see someone who needs help, you will wish that you could help, and you say, but I know this person needs this help, but I really don't have that to be hospitable to her. I really wish I could. Then you look at someone else, they have. They can help this person. Why don't they do it? If I could, I would do it. It would make me so happy. But I can't. You see, when God says, when he has given you the manifold graces, so minister, he's saying, go and have the joy of doing this for someone as a hospitable person. Because if I did not package these manifold graces to you, you would not have the, even the resource to feel that joy of being used by me. Understand that, to fulfill the need. Maybe I'll draw it here. All right? Now, if you are a genuine Christian that have a genuine love for others, you, I draw this one. You know, okay, red match red, all right? You see some people that you can be hospitable to. And you find that you have the resources and you say, God, you, you, mean, you mean God, you, you mean you actually intend for me to be used by you to be hospitable to these people? Wow. And you package this and give it to me. Wow, you are going to use me to be hospitable? So you understand, they are going through great persecution. They are going through great trouble. The one joy that you can feel, and those of you who understand this, those of you who have gone through that, when you are in dire need yourself, and then you find another Christian is in the same boat, and then you actually go and help the person. Now, if you are a genuinely hospitable person, you walk away without feeling any pinch. You walk away feeling so happy. I'm not talking about pride. Huh? So happy that you could be that person to make this person feel better. Do you feel that? I mean, just talk about parents. You are naturally hospitable to your own child. You would starve. Even if you're sick, you would get up in the middle of the night. You would do anything if your child is sick as well, just to relieve a bit of fever from your child, just to make your child feel a bit fuller, just to make your child feel the stomach ache a little less. When you yourself are feeling so terrible, now if you genuine love for your child, I'm not talking about unbelievers who, who hate being a mother or being a father, you would do it just to give some relief to your child, even at the expense of your discomfort. All right? So whenever you and I feel grudging, you must understand the concept of God. As a parent, 
your child is sick, you will never stinge on any medication, any doctor's appointment. Every time you can use that money, you will say, I'm so thankful that we have the money to put the child or my husband or my wife through this treatment. You don't stink. You don't, ah, yeah, we have to spend the money. And that is what it means. God says, look, at, look up here. God says, I have my children who are called one another. All right, the one another which he keeps repeating. These are your brethren. I am giving you the ability to feel that joy and to know that joy. Anyone who is grudging in hospitality will not know that joy. Right? So, concept. This is the concept of Christian one another ring in hospitality. Once you think like that, all these problems will go away. Now, any questions? No. All right. Question number six, and then we close. Question number six. How many gifts does every man have? Why do we often think that they are not gifted and hence cannot or does not save, uh, serve? All right. Maybe we continue next week, all right? It's nine o'clock, all right? I want us to have some time of fellowship. And maybe I'll leave it at this point so that it stays in your heart, this concept of how God works using us, one anothering in hospitality. Let us pray.